Give thanks for the good days. When the traffic lights all turn green, when promotions come and bad habits are broken. Give thanks for warm meals and the company of friends. Give thanks for undeniable blessings and clear direction. When the music floods your soul and the worship songs flow without effort. Give thanks for coffee and clothing and hope that the two never mix. Give thanks for the mother who battles daily in prayer, for the father working three jobs, for the brothers and sisters who build blanket forts and read bedtime stories. Give thanks for sons and daughters and all our family who remind us of what truly matters. Give thanks for the stranger who holds the door open and the lifelong friend who holds you when life is broken. Give thanks for the hard days, for the phone call that brings life crashing down, for jobs lost and friendships fallen into conflict. Give thanks for the anger that reminds us we are human and the tears that express more than words could ever fathom. Give thanks, though the pain is overwhelming, your energy spent, your spirit fallen, and your only option is to fall to your knees before your Holy Father and cry out, God, please help me. For in that moment, his power is made perfect. His love is made evident. He becomes your strength your comfort, and your salvation. Give thanks for the power of redemption, from Genesis to Revelation, for the endless promises of a God who would rather sacrifice his son than give up on his children. For nail-pierced hands, for brilliant dawns, for the cool touch of rain and the simplicity of a quiet day for all things great and small. Let us give thanks. How's everybody doing today? This is Dr. Missy here with Ezekiel's Wheel. Let me get that off my screen. And see if I can bring back up my live. Oh, but it's not gonna let me, so. So we'll take it down. Anyhow, welcome to Ezekiel's Wheel. I'm on time today. Hope you guys are doing okay today. That is so crazy. I don't know why that's doing that, but I'll have to fix that another day. I'm on time. I'm actually on time. I hope you guys are doing okay today. I guess it's okay. I don't need to see the, the chat feature, but I've got a great word for you regardless of the fact. And uh, hope you enjoyed the intro. I thought it was a great message uh, for where we're all standing right now and trying to keep our composure trying to keep our uh, focus and I just think it's important so I hope you enjoyed that but I have a word um, for the 15 minute rev title today it's called exposure and then implosion of the devil's house watching it fall to the ground what's the latest news latest news is this from what I've been researching I don't know what you've been researching this is my interpretation of what I've been researching Arizona audits coming out, and it isn't the watermarks that are proving the winner. It's even something greater. It's even better news. You need to go check out a Gateway Pundit 
that's where that news is coming from. But it's the latest news that I've seen in the last three days, as well as uh, the nations around the world beginning to stand back up to the tyranny of their governments. And they're taking their nations back. And that's great news for me, man. I think it's phenomenal. The Dutch are first, then France. And we're watching it happen in France and here in Canada. Canada's not too far behind, but even farther or excuse me, even closer behind and hot on their tails is America because Americans are finally standing up and the whole world is watching. They're watching to see what we're choosing to do. And I believe this is what the Marines in Q were waiting on because unless America stood back up, they knew nothing would change. So I've been watching and watching thinking, when are we going to stand up? When are we going to take you know, our authority and take the authority of Christ but take our country back. And so we weren't waiting on God. God's been waiting on us. He's done everything he's going to do. He did it on the cross, but I believe God wanted to see how bad we wanted our freedom. And so here we are. Here we are. And so praise God. You know, I'm excited to see this happening all over the world because I've also read in the news that the, the house of the cabal is imploding. It's totally imploding all over the world. And so that's the one world government that's what the prophets have been talking about and preaching about so that's great news for us but also the other thing i've been hearing through q is that the military knew that they would have to allow things to get so dark so that the world would be forced to really see what was going on behind the scenes and when we're not paying attention like we should have been things get dark the enemy sneaks into our house and he tries to take over but you know, the good news to that is, is that I've watched and been watching and researching different videos and things like that with different Q posts and different military personnel that are posting. But they're saying that the military is only going to allow things to go so far. And they're waiting to see if we're going to learn to stand up to these tyrants so that we'll learn a lesson not to ever let this crap ever happen again on our soil or on our watch. That's what their main concern is. They don't want to ever let this happen again. So America, it's time to stand up. But especially it's time for the sheep and the church to stand up. Because if the church would stand up, we're the majority of the population. Instead of acting like sleepy sheep. And so it's, it's our turn right now. But it's time to get some backbone so we can find out what true nobility is. What true honor is. What true valor is. And again, I'm sorry I can't see your chat. I, I've got to fix something within the program because it's not allowing me to see your chat. But you know what? It's all good. I'm just going to focus on the message. Hopefully you'll enjoy it. And it probably just keeps me focused on what I need to be focused on. So just listen and sit back. I hope you're having a great Friday. Welcome to the 15-Minute Rev. Again, I'm Dr. Melissa Hood. I bring these to you every Monday and every Friday. Try to keep you abreast of what's going on in your spiritual atmospheres as front runners and intercessors. Um, we rev you up for the weekend. And then we rev you up for the week starting on Mondays again. So here I am trying to give you the latest update. But what's hitting you with witchcraft? I kind of gave you some deep insights on Monday and I've got some more for you today. So if you don't catch everything, just go back and listen to the replay. I think the replay gives you everything you need as far as uh, scriptures and whatnot. So the witches and Satanists are hitting us with agitation, frustration, relational division, misunderstanding. They're hitting you because they're hitting your infrastructure because you hit them first. Remember I told you on Monday? Hit their infrastructure. Keep hitting it, by the way. Don't get afraid. Don't back off, even though they're trying to hit your infrastructure. But they're hitting your communications, your frequencies. 
your vision, your gates, mind, mouth, ear, heart, seven and twelve heart gates, feet gate, touch gate. So you need to plead protection over those things and break it off. Break it off. Ask God to restore it. Colossians 2 7. <clears throat> Pardon me. But the biggest thing that they're attempting to stop is our words. This is the key. If you don't hear anything else from what I'm saying, front runners and intercessors, hear this. You wonder why it's taken so long for the prophetic words to come to pass of the prophets like Robin Bullock, Hank Kuhneman. I don't know who else is prophesying this. Maybe Chuck Pierce. I haven't listened to him. Um, but Kat Kerr. Those, and Kent Christmas is another one. You want to know why it's taken the words so long come to pass? Because the witches and the Satanists are attempting to stop our words. They're stopping all prophetic decrees, all prophetic words. Or our mouth gates. You remember in the book of Daniel. When Daniel had been waiting for the word. For the Lord. For 21 days. And because of the prince of Persia. That word was held up. Well this is that. Our hold up today. Is because of that. So we need to be binding the prince of Persia. Binding these demons. It may not just be the prince of Persia. It may be more. Binding spells within spells within spells pardon me because that's what they're doing they're conjuring demons to hold up your words probably even the usage of air spirits you need to bind those monitoring spirits that monitor you to watch what you're going to pray so bind monitoring spirits but the lord showed me that the devil and the witches and the satanists were using spells within spells within spells to overlay and create layers structures demonic realities through their written spoken or chanted words or by using spells on images in order to stop the words of the prophets over America okay or to stop the words of intercessors and front runners so it's all about your words in this hour our prayers and our decrees are a sweet incense into God's nostril they're supposed to be but if they're hindered then we have to do something about that what are you can do about that let me tell you what you can do about that so you need to collapse, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, the enemy's times, dimension, realms, frequencies, and cycles in the spirit. With 1 Corinthians 12, 13 and Matthew 7, 27. Then you need to decree from today back to Adam and Eve, Matthew 24, 36, crop failure over their reversal spells, protection spells, and over their spells within spells within spells, over their words and their demonic realities. Crop failure. Hosea 8, 7, Hosea 12, 1, and then dissolve their demonic realities. James 4, 14. Dissolve it. Keep doing it on the international, federal, state, city, county, and personal level. You will eat. The Lord on your life will eat their lunch. And it's already working because I can see it happening in the news. And then start watching the news because that's where you're going to see your prayers come into fruition. Okay, so that's the first thing. And then you're going to start nullifying this dumb mask mandate, the vaccine passport. Nullify it with 1 Corinthians 1.19 because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. See, it's God that's going to have the last word in all this. God in you. God lives in you, right? Hopefully, if you know him. And then you're going to seal all this stuff with a king's signet ring, Daniel 6.8. When a king decrees a thing, it's done. As long as you're speaking through the spirit of love. So for all you people out there who are speaking the word of God and you're speaking with unholy speaking spirits on your vessel or through your emotions, your words are falling to the ground. That's why your prayers aren't getting answered. That's why your decrees aren't coming to pass. It's because you're praying in a wrong spirit. 
Love is the most powerful force on earth. And how do I know this? Because Lamentations 3, 37-38 states that God doesn't honor an unholy speaking spirit speaking his word. God said, if I didn't speak it, it has to fall to the ground. If love doesn't speak it, it has to fall to the ground. So you can command as an intercessor and a front runner with Luke 10, 19 and Lamentations 3, 37-38, all the demonic prayers, decrees, witchcraft prayers, the word of God, and even the Hebrew word, spoken backwards or frontwards, you want to make sure you cover it like that, to fall to the ground over America, over your lives, on all levels. Command it to fall to the ground every day. And go back and listen if you need to catch the scriptures on this. Which brings us into the teaching where it's called, it's out of the book of Esther 8.1 through 10.3 and it's about exposing the enemy. We're in a new season. Hot dog. We're in a brand new season. Thank God. So Esther had been used during this time to expose the enemy which also saved her own life. But what about her people? After she'd been used by God to expose Haman or the devil, the king couldn't revoke his edict. Once a king decrees a thing, it's done. Remember I said this at the beginning. Once God does a thing, it's done. However, the king could issue another edict. That was the good news. And what edict is that? Your decrees through the heart of the Father is what God wants to come to pass. Not what the, it's not what the devil says through his unholy vessels that will come to pass. Or, and what the enemy is using to hold up the prophet's words, what will come to pass. It's what God in you says through love. And those words will fly up through the second heavens. And they'll make a way where there is no way. Just like Esther's king's words did. So the king, or God's words, edict, the king's edict, gave the Jews the right to protect themselves. And for nine months, they were able to prepare themselves for what Haman had tried to entrap them into. Sound a little bit like what we're going through today? Because the king didn't want the Jews to be harmed. So basically, this is an illustration in how God solved the sinner's plight and what we walked through before we came to know Christ and we came into salvation through him. We were firstly under the condemnation of the law of sin and death. And God didn't ever re revoke his law, if you remember. He kept it in place. He obeyed it. But he also came back through the law of grace and he died for our sins to bring the law of the spirit of life. He added and he invoked a new edict, meaning any sinner that trusted the Savior and received him as Lord came out from underneath the law of sin and death and back underneath the law of grace and life as God had originally intended for them to be or for us to be before the fall. So God just made a new edict to help save the people just like he did for Queen Esther's people. And he'll always make a way where there is no way. That's the best part of the conversation today. Because we're, king, we're the king's couriers. We're sent into the world so that people don't die without a savior. We're carrying good news. And we're supposed to be delivering that good news just like a good courier does. 
But during this time, during Esther's day, the Jews had many enemies. They were surrounded by a lot of enemies, just like the Israel is today. And up until this point, actually Haman had been successful. And had he actually been successful, he was he was successful at entrapping them, but had he been completely successful, they would have been annihilated. But God, God kept his covenant blessing, just like he's keeping his covenant blessing with America. God's not done with America yet. I don't know if you're aware of that. He stated it over and over and over. The second glory hasn't even come yet. So God always finishes what he starts. He's always right on time. Everything's made beautiful in its own time. It's the devil that always overplays his cards and always gets out of time. He always tries to come because he's such a show-off. He's just a real show-off. He's full of pride. He's like a little child that never got enough attention. But it's a good thing to set aside the days that we live in as a special day of remembrance, just like they did in Esther's day. For the things of God are about to come to pass. It's also good to remember God for the things that he's done and that he's already done or he's about to do and what he's already done and just like we're about to celebrate our high holy days coming in September as God moves us through our new door into more anointing more blessing and definitely more power this is why the enemy's fighting you that more power is the second glory the latter glory that's why the enemy's fighting you so hard also going to be what God's going to be using to bring revival. So we all remember how the Jews' story ended. It ended very well for them, but very bad for Haman. Their sorrow was turned into joy. And this is America's plight. I believe this is what I've sensed all along. This is America's plight. Have I had my down days like you? Yes, I have. Have I had to pick myself up by my bootstraps and remind myself to keep speaking the word and speaking the word and speaking the word and speaking the truth back to the devil? Yes, I have. And just to keep walking and decreeing and praying over the country that God gave to us. And also to Christians around the world because we love them too. But keep speaking the word. That's how you're going to do it. That's the strategy. That's the next unfolding part. Keep doing the first thing and keep stepping into the next thing. This is an unfolding process that we're learning how to do, how to transform a thing. Which brings us into 1 Corinthians 12, 27 through 1 Corinthians 13, 13, my favorite chapter, actually. And it's called a hymn to love. And it was used to solve the sickness in the church. Good night. Every sheep has spiritual gifts. However, most lack the spiritual grace to operate in them effectively. So God has to teach us and he has to train us what true love looks like, what it acts like, what it speaks like, how it handles the spiritual laws around it so the enemy doesn't get us to implode upon ourselves. Which, by the way, brings uh, brings to mind we're going to be having teaching you guys how to deal with conflict so that you don't always, you're not like a walking, talking time bomb of, the enemy opening up doors around you all the time. We're doing that Monday night. But this is what God is trying to do in this hour in the church. He's trying to teach us how to stay in how to stay in the law of love, how to stay in the spirit of love, because that's where your power position is at. And the the Lord 
is trying to get the body out of following our own devices because there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is death. And that's where the bride has been stuck the last 25 years, trying to go through test after test after test, being refined and being tested, being refined and then tested. As God's trying to bring his true bride forward, teaching us how to operate in the spiritual laws, learning to maintain the spirit again, but mainly the law of love. Because the spirit of love, the true warm love of Jesus, places quality into all things we lay our hands to, especially our service and our gifts. And I can remember a time, even in my immaturity, when my, my love levels weren't so high. I had been raised in a very, very loving family, but life has a way of affecting you just you know because of the different testings and because of the hurts that we all walk through and stuff. And I think that it's our responsibility to get free, which is what God has been talking to the church about the last 25 years. Time to get deliverance. Time to get free. Time to get free. And everybody, for one, I, I, I don't know why this is either. I don't know what the biggest hang-up is about deliverance ministry, but it's almost like going to see a counselor for some people. You know how society used to be where they used to not want to tell people, oh, I've got to go see a counselor. Well, now it's the end thing. Oh, I go see a shrink. Right? Yeah, I go see a counselor. I've been seeing one, blah, 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 blah. I don't. <laughs> I go see my mentors, and I go talk to God. But, you know, there are there are, the world is a lot better about it because they want to get healing. Only thing it's there's no healing anointing behind it, not on all counselors' words. And so if, the, if there's a Christian counselor available for them, then they get that. But for the world, they don't have any power usually. But in this hour, God's saying, "I'm offering you power. I'm offering you the ability to get free and to get whole if you'll just step into it." And there's no condemnation for it. We've all got something we're dealing with and coming out of. We, we all come out of dysfunctional uh, cultures and dysfunctional families. He's trying to cleanse our bloodlines because the enemy's been so busy contaminating and polluting them by tempting forefathers and whatnot. But it's our responsibility to stop the cursings. This is where the curse stops, is in, with us. So when you have love... When you're getting cleaned up, your words begin to amount to something that help other people. Your words and your actions combine. Your life becomes quality, a quality vessel. And when added with spiritual maturity and understanding, spiritual laws, we learn how to defeat any foe. So we're not getting tripped up by the devil's devices anymore. Because at that point, God himself... Is fighting for us in us. We're learning how to stay in the Spirit. We're learning how to move with the Spirit, how to speak what the Spirit says. We're learning how to let a thing unfold. I'm going to get into that in a second. And we've stopped being duped like we once were and just walking into cycle after cycle after cycle. But when we tolerate unholy things in the church outside of love, we're allowing the devil to create a playground. To where the sheep begin to dabble and get dirty with this stuff. Because interacting with dysfunctional sheep that goes unaddressed causes the entire sheepfold to become contaminated. A little bit of leaven spoils the whole vine. You ever heard of that? This is why God's demanding that leaders address this stuff immediately. Knock that stuff off. Get that strife out of my church. Get it out of my, my church office. Get it out. 
You want to go stir up hell? Go stir it up outside in somebody else's church, but not here. We're not putting up with that. If you have aught with your brother, you can work it out. If you can't work it out, then you take it to leadership. They'll go with you. And then if you still can't resolve it, you're going to bring it before the church because that's the protocol. That's the ways of God. So if you notice, God's getting us back to the ancient ways. And it's nothing, nothing's changed. It's the way it's always been. It's just that we got away from his ways. So he's bringing us back and he's saying, okay, I want you to start practicing, literally practicing it. Even leaders, especially leaders, if you want to keep, and keep the devil out of your house and keep it from becoming contaminated. Because if you let it continue, your church will be drawn farther and farther away from the truth. Your family will be, your life will be, and away from God's power and His Spirit. And actually in the church, this is what causes dead churches to occur. So, we're nothing without love. And don't ever misconstrue the truth that love won't get tough on you. I have heard this so many times over the years because there are some truth prophets. There are mercy prophets and then there are truth prophets. Most Christians bear the sword of mercy and truth, one on each side of the sword. There's mercy and truth. But for the times that we live in, God has raised up double mercy prophets and double truth prophets. There were more mercy, double mercy prophets than there are truth. Thank God. We probably have a lot of dead people in the world. But the truth prophets were raised up for such a time as this because of the darkness that's fallen on the world. And true love corrects. And true love will watch out for us when we're not watching out for ourselves long term. But don't ever misconstrue the truth that love won't get tough on you because it most certainly will. And I'm so tired of hearing people use the excuse, oh, you're not speaking the truth to me in love. No. Actually, could it be the love has been speaking to you for a long time now? And now he's raising his voice to get his point across. God told me one time, you know, I was like, I remember when I was younger, God's voice used to seem so loud. And then as I matured in the spirit, it just got to be that small, still voice. And I was like, God, am I not doing something right? You know, what's going on? Why? Why can't I hear you? And he said, because when you're standing next to me, I don't have to yell at you. And I was like, well, okay. But when you're not listening, when we're not listening, he does raise his voice. And if you've noticed the word from a lot of the prophets as of late, God's raising his voice. His word's getting very blunt. It's getting very brash. It's in your face. Could it be he's trying to get our attention about a few things? About right over might. Not calling right wrong and wrong right. He wants us to align. And say and be and do who love truly is. So it's time for change. And it's time for you to look at yourself honestly. It's that time. You see, true love puts eternity into the limelight. And true love lasts. Because the heart never... And let me... Thank you, Holy Spirit. The people that your heart is affecting, if you're a truth prophet, don't ever think you're being too hard. I'm sorry. that I don't care. That's the truth. Be who God's called you to be. I don't care if you're mercy or truth. Just be you. Do you. You do you so well. And I'm serious. Be you. You can't be anything but. 
I'm tired of people telling people, you're being too this, you're being too that. Just let them be who God made them to be. God's lifted them up at such a time as this. Quit trying to force them into your apparatus of religion. It's not love. By the way, you're stuck in an apparatus that even isn't even God. So in this hour, if we're going to get back to the basics of love, we're going to let people start being who God made them to be like we once did before, and we're going to love them how God made them, laws and all. We're going to have grace and saying, you know what, they're not perfect. They're going to screw up here and there. I do too. You do too. And we're going to learn to be what God says love is, who God says he is, if we're who we say we are. And for the people that your heart impacts, don't ever think you're not making a difference because a heart never forgets those voices that looked out for them during their immature days. Even when they didn't want to hear the truth about their heart condition. Don't ever think people will forget you. I've dreaded the conversations that God has had me have with some people because I get tired of wearing a black hat and speaking the truth. But it's who I've always been. I've always just spoken the truth to people. And I've noticed that a lot of people don't come to me unless they really get into a bad situation, which is unfortunate. Because had they, had they been attentive, they wouldn't even be in that situation. But when they want another truth, when they want, when they want a word from the prophet, they want to, and I'm not saying that I'm a tell-all be-all, but when you listen to the prophets, you're blessed, but God will always show up and he'll show us how to get ourselves out of those bar ditches. And it may take us a while. It may be difficult for a season. But he's not ever going to leave you nor forsake you. But don't ever for, think for a second that that doesn't matter to the people that are listening. Your voice matters, you truth prophets. Your voice matters. Your truth through Christ matters. In this hour especially, it's helping to course correct a nation. Stand up, be counted. Through the valor and the true nobility and who Christ says he is. Because that is love. It's noble. It's honoring. It's honorable. It's valiant. That's true love. Love is the greatest and it does the greatest because God is love. That's why people never forget you. They never forget people like you that refuse to bow down. They refuse to bow down to the apparatus of religion or to the world's ways. Love has backbone. It's not afraid of nothing. Not anybody. Not any demon. Hmm. Which brings me to my next point you're doing pretty good psalms 37 1 through 11 it's talking about the wisdom of a seasoned warrior and actually the story is pretty interesting uh, to me because it's, it's a story about a, an old man and he was a wise old man who'd walk with the lord but he'd been around a while and he'd battled evil men so i knew the frustrations of seeing the wicked prosper and the righteous suffer and as he reviewed the past, he had some righteous counsel, some godly counsel to give to those godly people around him when things might not have been going the way they thought it should be going. Yet, he states, rest in the Lord. Wait, God's not done yet. 
He's merely teaching us how to let a thing unfold like we used to know and how to do. We used to know how to let God unfold a thing. We used to trust God enough to know that when we prayed for something, it took some time and it had to get in the, the spiritual percolator and we had to keep decreeing a thing and decreeing a thing and decreeing a thing. So when we begin to walk and learn to walk by faith, America, the ship's not going to turn around just like that, although it could. But we're not walking by sight, walking by faith. And the testing can be difficult when we have to learn to walk a thing out. And up until this point, many haven't known how that was done. And it occurs when a prophet gives a prophecy, like the prophets we've been watching over the nation speak, and then it's up to the recipient or up to the intercessors and the front runners and other leaders and churches to begin decreeing and saying that word over and over with the word of God behind it. Psalms 33, 9, God commanded and it was so. Job 22:28. if I say it with my heart and believe it in my, excuse me, if I say it with my mouth and believe it in my heart, I'll have whatsoever I say. Based on these four principles, God is the word. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. Thank you, Lord. God says God's angels only hearken unto his word, that God watches over his word to perform it, and that God's word is alive and active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It goes out and accomplishes that which it seeks to accomplish and never returns back void. That's Smith Wigglesworth. That's his four foundational principles. Given that, the enemy knows there's power in the word. So he takes the word of God and he speaks it backwards and forwards to pervert things. So you have to break that off because the word's alive. However, the scripture also gives us a way out when people misuse the word with a perverse heart. Through an unholy speaking spirit. Your spirit, God's a spirit, the devil's a spirit. Whatever spirit you submit to is the spirit that leads you. So God said, if I didn't speak it, if love didn't speak it, it has to fall to the ground. Lamentations 3, 37 to 38. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So we have to learn to walk a thing out. When a prophet gives a prophecy, then it's up to the recipient to begin decreeing and saying that word over and over with the word of God, whether it be for America or for yourself. Have it been given prophecies in the past? You thought, well, that didn't come to pass. It's probably because you didn't know the process of decreeing a thing with the word of God. And writing it out, you, it, when, when a word is written out, it becomes final. That's why God says, for it is written. You write a thing down. You've been given a prophetic word. Go write it down. Articulate it. Then add the word of God to it and start prophesying. Prophesying and decreeing and prophesying over it. God's no respecter of persons. What he does for one, he does for all. So we're then called to take the word and begin speaking it forward with God's word to step in to creative faith. This is the highest form of faith as it's the same faith that Jesus operated in when he walked on the earth. Where he created things with it. He created things with his own word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. God said, let there be light. He said, light be. He spoke it. God commanded it and it was so. Psalms 33, 9. So as you begin to decree and pray and speak the thing forward, you're going to notice how your scriptures will begin to evolve as you begin moving into the thing God's using your vessel to create, not to mention you're going to start becoming transformed in your character to receive the thing, to ready you to receive the thing you're, you're decreeing. So a transformation process is beginning to occur inside of you and on the outside of you so that the thing you're decreeing can begin to manifest from the spirit 
into the natural as God brings you forth. This is the plight of most seasoned warriors. We forget. We forget in our humanness because we get caught up in our emotions. Hello, your emotions have nothing to do with your faith. They're two separate entities. Don't get them mixed up. And sometimes we have to be reminded. In the Hebrew, Torah states that we are not to get weary, but be silent while God molds us into the right shape. But in the Bible, it states, don't get weary in well-doing. In well-doing, for in due season, if you don't faint and don't give up, you'll reap a harvest. For refusing not to give up, you're passing the time test. Ever met those people who seem to have it all? People you, in Christians, you think, God, they drive this kind of a car. Or, gosh, they they moved in this kind of a job. Or gosh, they seem to have it all. You want to know why? Want to know how they got it all? They didn't faint. They didn't give up. So God blessed him. He he blesses diligence. He he blesses people who do what they hear their father saying. I only say what I hear my father saying. I only do what the father tells me to do. Because that's my alignment. That's my safety zone. If I try to go do what's right in my own eyes, I'm creating a Nishmael. You don't want to ever go there. That's what happened to Sarah and Abraham. So the Lord's saying, don't worry about the wicked in this season or envy those who do wrong. Because like grass, they'll soon fade away. As for you, seasoned warrior, this is what the old man said, you keep your eye on the prize of restoration and restoring America and your life. His conversation probably didn't go that far, but I'm adding that to that. So trust in the Lord and do good. And then you'll live safely in the land and you'll prosper. Take delight in the Lord and he'll give you your heart's desires. And the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. That's the key of the hour. The justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. You looking for justice? I think a few of us are. Hang tight. He's not through moving yet. And now you're learning how to release the words of the prophets into the third heavens to get him past all this muck and mire. And now watch his head start rolling. <laughs> oh! Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait for him to act. Stop your anger and turn from your rage, for the wicked will be, will be destroyed. But those who are gentle and lowly will possess the land. It's a new season. He's getting you ready for a new season. It's not over yet. It's going to be a great weekend, by the way. <laughs> this is great news. So as we wrap, wrap up with Proverbs 21, 23 through 24, it states, Those who guard their tongues keep themselves from calamity. But the proud and arrogant person, the mocker is his name, behaves with insolent fury. Are you encouraged today? I hope you are. Actually, I started hearing about this last night, and the Lord started talking to me about you know what they're hitting us with. He usually starts talking the night before about that. And it's fun because I get to tell you guys how the strategies are, how they work. Although I don't tell you a whole lot of strategy because I really want you to get cleaned up. And that's the reason why we here at Ezekiel's Will, we take you through deliverance and deep inner healing. That's what we do. 
We are a deliverance ministry. We train front runners and intercessors. And the Lord on our lives gets you there in like 85% to 95% of the time, depending upon how fast or slow you want to go. It's all up to you. But if you're interested in being vetted, please do contact us. Go to EzekielsWell.org. Go check us out. Um, we have a huge website that was made by Faith Clicks. If you check out right here, I, I'm going the wrong way right here. Faith Clicks, that's my website designer. She does a phenomenal job. Karen Odd, we want to thank you as well as Smack Talk Radio. And definitely Margaret Rowe, uh, thank you so much for everything you do for us here. Go check Margaret Rowe out as well. She won Designer of the Year in 2019. And she's my one of my best friends out in L.A. And she does some beautiful work with jewelry, reasonably priced, up to high-end jewelry. Uh, what she displays on Rodeo Drive. So anyway, it's great product, great products from these vendors, so we want to thank them. But we're here for you if you want to get trained and you want to get moved into high-level intercession. That's what we do. We specialize in fighting witchcraft, and uh, we're here for you if you want to do that. So email us at yeshuanavigator at gmail.com. We'd love to vet you. And uh, if we don't hear from you, then I'll just look forward to seeing you on here on the 15-Minute Rev. But until then, until I see you again, I hope you guys have a great weekend and know that we love you. But I'll be talking to you. Bye-bye.